Folks, this is your captain speaking. We're just preparing the craft for departure and undergoing some last-moment pre-flight checks. But once underway, we'll be flying at about 6,000 miles per hour at an altitude of 300 feet as we depart the BFE non-stop towards our destination of... Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Cleared for Takeoff here on Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Georgia. Hey, we haven't done one of these in a while. No, it's been a while, hasn't it? When I told Ethan what we were doing, we I recorded with him earlier today, actually, as luck would have it, on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And if you haven't learned to listen to Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you like the ones where I rant, that we just <laughs> did one. <laughs> um, so that's episode five, or part five, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But if uh, when I told him we were doing Stranger Things, uh, he was well excited for that so um we shall see kind of how that plays plays out here um so clear for takeoff if you haven't heard us do one of these before uh clear for takeoff is one of those things where uh you and i uh look at a it's mainly me and you yeah it seems to be yeah yeah it just seems to be kind of the way that sort of fit into things yeah uh although this one's, it's not exclusively but yeah. um it is a thing where we look at a television pilot Usually the gimmick being that, you know, one of us, is, we're doing the whole pilot metaphor. Yep. One of us has ridden this route before. <laughs> we ride it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, it's true. The, that, would, that wouldn't be the, the route. That would be the, the metaphor. Um, yeah. And then the other one of us is new and is learning the route and therefore are in the jump seat. Ergo, clear for takeoff. Um, and so I thought, um, it's not, a, it's, oh, giving a little tip in my hand a little bit here. It's not something I've got a huge amount of. I've flown the route once or twice. <laughs> That's about it. But with all the noise right now about Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1, and then combine that. Hang on, with, how can you have a Part 1 of a season? Oh, it, it happens all the time. Is it not just the next season? Uh, no, not with because this is a Netflix series. Right. So they drop it in two, two halves. Uh, okay, so it's me? just the first few episodes. It's like the first, well, the first half of the season, basically. Yeah, okay. That's part one. Yeah. <laughs> it just seemed weird to call it like Ozark did this mo- 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 most recently. I don't watch Ozark. This. Yeah, but okay, I did. <laughs> Breaking Bad. It seems to be a Netflix thing for the right, last okay. season. You know how, like, with like uh, Harry Potter and Hunger Games and things like that, they cut the last movie into two. Yeah, it seems to be a Netflix series. They cut the last season into two, almost right. exclusively, so they can keep the hype going in two. It can be two events rather than one event. Why not just call it season five then? I don't know. That's see, like because obviously in the film sense that it is the same story. I guess you don't. It? But it is the same. So like there's season long narratives that continue on, right. and yeah, I guess it's that. But anyway, because of that, and then of course we did ET on the weekend yeah. for our main review, and I was kind of thinking we did a lot of Stranger Things talk during that, and I thought 
it actually was really quite the opportune time to flip it on its head, mm-hmm. especially because, as I've said, I've only flown the route once or twice myself. So I thought, is this something? I'm tipping my hand a bit. Is this something I need to give another go to? Yeah. So I'll tip my thing. I don't. I don't necessarily like flying the route or haven't liked flying the route previously. Um, I was visiting. One of the last times I was home, maybe not the last time, but two years, second last time I was home. Yeah. Probably about six years ago now. Yeah. I remember my sister was really into this, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> let's see how this is and so what happens here i haven't quite finished the premise yet is that we watch a pilot and then we decide at the end the new person decides if they're going to continue with it <laughs> aka or or is it good enough to, to warrant more episodes yeah in which case if you don't think so it's grounded but if not it's cleared for takeoff yeah and that's kind of our our sort of piloty gimmick that we go we go through this one because it's because it's, it's a pilot this is one that you named i did you, you named, not stranger things but clear for takeoff, clear for takeoff is one, great. it's one I of the also, few things i haven't branded I mean, I also named best film ever, but we'll, 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 skip, <laughs> we'll skip over that, shall we? You're not wrong. It's something I had considered. I'm 100 I'll go. It's something I had considered, but we were driving to a rehearsal. Yeah. For Chicago, when we were in Chicago together, mm-hmm. and you brought that up, and I went, "You think? Yeah. Yep. Yeah." yeah. And then Liam also. Uh, I did the logo, and Liam. I always think his logo is it too simple? And Liam, Liam's quite staunchly going, "Great logo." Yeah, Liam really likes the don't, logo. Don't mess with the logo. Logo yeah. simple, but logo is it does everything it needs logo to. Logo simple, logo good. Yeah, Man that's, like that's, logo. Yeah, Ethan, there's Ethan's little touch there. Uh, yeah, we have a sticker here, which is a little bit faded. If the colors were were were, were popping, popping. If, if that was a popping red, popping yeah, like it. I'd be I'd be I'd be well up for that. Country I, I do. To be honest with you, I, I really do like the logo. Sorry, I was just throwing <laughs> some old Hannah Montana. I, I, I think it is good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Stranger Things. You, now, how is it? Because you are the the generation who should be into Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. How is it that you've not? Because you've never seen a single episode. No. Why is that? I don't watch any TV. Not really. You don't watch like, any like Netflix streaming series or things like no. that. No. No, I don't really watch any TV. I don't really watch anything. I don't have a TV in my room. I don't watch stuff on my phone that's not YouTube, really. Um, I quite like Taskmaster. I watch a lot of Taskmaster if I want to watch TV. Um, but, yeah, no, I, don't, I just don't watch TV. Also, I'm a bit of a content, like con- contrarian. Contrarian. That's the one. Like in the- You're a bit of an odd duck. I'm a bit of an odd duck, but also like if everyone is raving about it, I'm kind of I'm. You kind of get some get some enjoyment out of being the one who doesn't do it. Not enjoyment out of it, but then I just go. Eh. Like I, if everyone if everyone likes it, I kind of go. I'm probably not gonna like it then because I'm a bit because I'm an odd duck. Like I I'm not what mainstream media is made for. So I kind of go. If everyone likes it, I'm probably not going to because it is one of several things that I probably won't like. So it's either too dark for me or it's too cringy for me or it's all these different things that a lot of mainstream media is does that i don't like say okay so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go through kind of the episode that was half the notes are on my computer half the notes are on my phone because my computer decided it doesn't like my road procaster lately (laughs) so it was like taking like an hour to reset and i was like i've typed all sorts of research notes but now i have them back and i gotta go bounce between them and see kind of where i want to go with this yeah uh, but we believe that a good pilot should do three things yeah. okay it has to establish the characters it has to establish a mood and it has to give you a reason to come back yeah um so last time we did this we were you want to the last show we did this for do you know what it was i do but i can't it's it's, it's there but i can't get it young rock yes that's it crazy i'm assuming you've watched no new episodes of young rock no you're more positive on it than i was i was like yeah i'm good no i've not watched any more young rock i've not watched any more 
Will and Grace. I've not watched any. Uh, what else did we do? How much your father? Not watching How much your father? Is that from Disney Plus now? It is. Yeah, not yeah. watched. What's the one with the coin and what's his face in the office building? Who is smarmy and is in Back to the Future? Oh, Spin City. Spin City. I'm not watching any more of that. I, I don't watch TV. Wow, so you're just kind of burying the whole premise. There's not one thing you've sort of seen and fallen in love and gone with it. Well, so I, don't, I don't watch TV. Yeah, I don't enough. find the time for it. Well, I'm weird, a creature of habit. Because you have. You have devoured some things. Yeah. Like The Office. Yeah, yeah. When you found The Office, you kind of burned through that. Yeah. Uh, you said previously how I met your mother you got yeah. through in like a summer. Yeah. Yeah, so. so I, I pick a thing. That's the problem. Like I find something at the when moment. When there is a thing. Okay, when the moment it's. Watching uh, all of Carrie Hope Fletcher's YouTube videos. <laughs> okay. You met Carrie Hope Fletcher. I did, yeah. Did Which again, because that, so that sparked the thing. Yeah, okay. So I'm now, I've now got like six years worth of content to watch. Okay. So, like, and I will watch all of that and then I'll go, oh, and then I'll find something else to watch. Like, but it's usually on YouTube because it's just so accessible. Even if the ads are winding me up the wall, they really want people to do premium. I, I, I'm doing premium. I, th- I think I'm converted. You've said, you've said you've done premium. I think I right? have to. At this point, I think I'm 100% in on it um anyway let's talk about stranger things uh the the series synopsis for this first series in any way when a young boy disappears his mother a police chief and his friends must confront terrifying supernatural forces in order to get him back some pre-flight check stranger things was created by matt and ross duffer known pretty much professionally as the duffer brothers the duffer brothers i'm not gonna lie if my surname was duffer i would not be using it i'll tell you it's it's like a great um sort of like it's, it's catchy what the Duffer Brothers? Yeah. What? Be, I don't know. Well, this is probably an English thing, but like being up the Duff means pre- being pregnant. Oh, does it really? So, like to me, oh, that so just sounds a, really weird. Okay. Does that is that word a euphemism for body part? I don't know if it is the body part, but being up the Duff means pre- being pregnant. Okay. Um, they had previously worked together on a film where they tried to emulate M Night Shyamalan. Right. So that's like... Uh, I've not seen any of his stuff. Right, but Sixth Sense. Yeah, things yeah. that have a lot of sort of horror-esque, supernatural adjacent sort of things. And so um, because things changed at Warner Brothers, uh, the film didn't see a wide release and they were unsure of their future. And then out of nowhere, um, they were offered the chance to work with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> And he mentored them. And so when they were done with the TV series they were working on with him, they felt they were ready to do their own and prepared a script that would be similar to the pilot episode we just watched, along with a 20-page book. Uh, The original pitch, uh, where it wasn't called um, Stranger Things, it was called Montauk. Montauk is an area around Long Island, New York. And the pitch was, Montauk is an eight-hour sci-fi horror epic set in Long Island in 1980 and inspired by the supernatural classics of that era. We explore the crossroads where the ordinary meet the extraordinary. Emotional, cinematic, and rooted in character, Montauk is a love letter to the golden age of Steven Spielberg and Stephen King, a marriage of human drama and supernatural fear. So, um, see, the problem is, I think because I've seen like all of the promotional stuff for this because it's massive, all of those things you've just said, nothing, nothing there appeals to me. Okay, <laughs> like, I, I don't watch supernatural stuff, no. I don't watch horror stuff, I don't particularly like, I'm not bothered by 80s nostalgia stuff, like, so I'm just going, yep, that's probably why I've not another reason why I've not picked it Isn't up. Yeah, okay. Um, when they pitched to Netflix, they'd already been recognized for original programming through things like House of Cards, which you've never mm-hmm. seen. No of it, but yeah. Orange is the New Black? Again, no of it. Not That's it. good. That's really good. I'm just looking at you and I've got my, my 
can in one hand and my microphone in the other. They're both very close to my mouth. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Orange is the New Black, the, it's about like the all-women's prison. Mm. Lot of well-written female characters because you have no other choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they were really uh, ready to start giving. Um, Netflix was ready to give upcoming producers like them a chance, and they saw an avenue for where they could actually go ahead. Um, they had the children read lines from Stand by Me. Stand by Me is a film from the nineteen eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, you Will, referred to it last week, didn't you? Yep. Will yeah. Wheaton was in that. Uh, if, you, if you're familiar That's with Big Bang Theory, skinny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, who else is in that one? It's I probably named like the least uh, Jerry O'Connell, two other boys, like like super famous guys actually. <laughs> Will Wheaton's the first one I thought of uh, because uh, Sheldon Cooper has uh, yells at him one time. Oh, you're just mad because you're the only kid they can't remember from Stand By Me, and yet ironically he's the only <laughs> one. I, he's the first one I did remember. And to be fair, I could imagine if you named the other ones, I'd be like, yeah, Will Wheaton. I know who that is. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take a look now because I have to. Gee, Stand By Me movie. Stand by me movie. Uh, we've got River Phoenix. Nope. Will Wheaton, Corey Feldman, and Jerry O'Connell with supporting roles from Kiefer Sutherland. He's the, the he's the 24 like, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who posted a picture of the other day and people thought he looked like me. And they put the can of the hat on him. Oh, you didn't see that when I turned it on? Okay. And John Cusack. So, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm dead. The only one of those I can picture is Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yeah. Uh, Interesting. Corey Feldman's one that came up. He almost had a part in uh, in ET. It's the oh, one that okay. we said that like he used him in Gremlins later on. Oh yeah, yeah. Feldman was a big deal back in the day. Um, so they had to read lines from that, and they must have gone through a thousand different child actors. They felt for the role. Uh, as casting was started immediately after Netflix greenlit the show, they hadn't yet fully like written the characters, so they were able to sort of adapt the characters to the actors the who kids, they cast. Yeah. Um, they wanted to avoid any computer-generated effects for the monster and other parts of the series and stay with practical effects. They had to do a little bit of a compromise in certain places, but for the most part, they tried to stay practical as much as they could. Yeah. Something I thought you'd appreciate. Definitely. And season one was released in its entirety July 15th, 2016. So this is one of those weird ones where we're not seeing a pilot per se. We're no, seeing episode one entire, yeah. of a full run, but nonetheless – uh, the individual episode synopsis was at the U.S. Department of Energy. I don't even know if that's a real thing. An yeah. unexplained event occurs. Then when a young Dungeons and Dragons playing boy named Will disappears after a night with his friends, his mother Joyce and the town of Hawkins are plunged into darkness. So I'm mean, mostly trying to read from my phone while looking at my supporting notes from this. So November 6, <laughs> 1983, Hawkins, Indiana. Not a real place. Uh, also not where this was shot. Okay. This was shot in Georgia. It wouldn't be shot in Hawkins if it's not a real place. Yeah, but it wasn't shot in Indiana, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So we go to the department. All things are shot in Georgia for Netflix, aren't they? Yeah, although that's going to change recently. I mean, they've, they've got that kind of, uh, they've passed some legislation that's very anti-LGBT. Yeah. And yeah. so I think people are trying to get out of there. Yeah, I'm have to change my name. We'll have to. <laughs> there's a country named Georgia as well. That I think you're true. free of that. I think that. I'm probably okay, yeah. Um, so we see there's a scientist running. This is our introduction. He's running with panic and then he gets to the elevator and the doors open and he gets in and he faces the camera. And I said, just the ever, um, Oh, were you here? No, you weren't here for this the Jurassic world episode with Jay Salahi. Mm-hmm. I said, I love a shot of someone getting into an elevator and looking right down the barrel of a lens of a camera, <laughs> usually cause the door's shut, but yeah. I just, it's just perfectly symmetrical. I think, I think that's why I love that yeah. shot. Although like if you're running from, a monster from whatever and you're getting in the lift why on earth do you stand dead center in the middle of the lift because that's where the camera is <laughs> it's, it just it looks like in a lot of situations like if you're just in an office and you're like going up in the lift standing in the middle makes sense because you don't have to move far to get in or out 
But like when you're being chased, surely you go to a corner. Yeah. Maybe if I hide in the corner of the elevator, he won't notice him here. Exactly. Well, sight lines, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, a genius part of this is we, is we never see the monster in the episode. No. It's always kept hidden, which is good because it gives you somewhere to go. Yeah. Yeah, Enigma, right? And so we cut then to Sprinklers. The scream happens when we hear Sprinklers, and we meet the boys, and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, which was the first scene as well. Of E.T., yeah. Of E.T. So clearly you go, oh, I know what they're doing here. Yeah. And they're eating pizza. Yep. They didn't drop it. They got pizza there. <laughs> And um, they're going to fight some demigorgon. Yep. And uh, they need, and they're trying to tell Will Byers to, uh, to to cast protection, but not be you know don't be a wuss, don't be a wuss, take him out. And he goes outside to go for a fireball, and they roll the dice, and there needs to be a thirteen or higher. I don't really know much about Dungeons and Dragons. You ever play Dungeons and Dragons? No, but I, I know bits about. I it. I know people who do it, and I'm actually <laughs> one of my favorite wrestling channels has an on YouTube has an adjacent board game channel, <laughs> and they've merged the two by doing like a Dungeons and Dragons wrestling role playing game. Oh, that's funny. And I will admit that I watched them do that. Yeah, and that seemed I was like, oh, that's cool. But I've come across a couple things. Number one, the position of dungeon master is very important. Yes, because they do the whole story. Yeah, which is really unselfish as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this thing for for hours and hours and hours, and I don't actually I don't have actually any vested. Play interest as a player i'm going to be a a manager if you will although i guess it's also like putting yourself in the god role isn't it oh yeah you're hoping they go that was a great story yeah so yeah um but they have to roll 13 from to be successful with the fireball but the dice goes off a table and um as this goes on uh, mike mike's mom says time for boys to go home it's a school night yeah they finally been playing this game for 10 hours straight and that's enough for mom to go home. Yep. And everyone goes out. And then we see um, one of the boys starts talking about Nancy. And Nancy is Mike's sister. And that while ago, once she uh, she dressed up as an elf to help on one of their quests. And it turns out it was four years ago. But there's clearly a crush from this boy mm-hmm. on uh, that. And that boy's name is Dustin. Dustin played by Gatton Matazaro. He's the one without teeth. Yeah. Uh, legitimate. Legitimately without teeth, I believe he's got he's got the condition that he says that yeah. he has. Uh, the Duffer Brothers found his audition to be much more authentic than most of the other audition tapes and selected him after a single viewing oh, of his well, tape. Okay. And Mike is played by Finn Wolfhard. That's a strong name. Uh, you would think that would be the made up name. Yeah, that's a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. name. Who are you? I'm Finn, Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard. Uh, he was the brother in uh, Ghostbusters uh, Aftermath. Not seen it. Afterlife. Afterlife. You didn't see Ghostbusters Afterlife? Was no. You did not? No. Oh, I thought you did. No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. I will. For anybody out there, he played the brother. Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. <laughs> so uh, he was already a movie buff of films from the 80s. And so he filled the role. I guess he's got to have some level of nostalgia. I don't know if that was a huge deal, but apparently it was. And then we also have Lucas played by Caleb McLaughlin. Um, so there's kind of our three. And then we have my Will Byers, who disappears really disappears good. so yeah. he gets a really good first 10 minutes yeah and that's about it yep so um dustin goes up and offers nancy some pizza and she closes the door on him and that's hard to see and um he's gonna race will and dustin are gonna race home and for, for some comic book and will kind of cheats yep a little bit and he rides through some government facility property and the light on his bike turns off. I never had a light on my bike that turned off. I know they probably have it for this reason, just so they can have it go off here. You have to have lights on bikes here if you're biking at night. Yeah, in the 80s in the US, there's no way. Well, no. Yeah. There's no way. 
They all had lights on their bikes. Uh, there's a quick jump scare, and the bike gets abandoned. Yeah. And he runs home, and uh, no one else is home. No. And uh, so he phones 911 on a rotary phone. Woo. This is where I play the Georgia. You're younger than me. Yep. Have you ever used a rotary phone? Yes, I have. Oh, really? Yes. My grandparents had one for the longest Did time. Did someone have to explain to you how to use it? No. <laughs> no, you're right. No, I know how to use a rotary phone. Okay. It's also why our emergency number is 999, though, because you just, if you were in a fire or in smoke or anything like it's that, just the last digit. you just pull it round to the last digit. You don't have to be able to see it. So Americans, you do 911. Yeah. In this country, we do 999. Yeah. The joke used to be when I was a kid, what do you get if you, if you dial 666? And there was a policeman running on his head. Whereas I think now with the American sort of influence so heavily, it's a lot more about say, satanic messages and things like yeah. that. Um, and so uh, the dog is scared and we see the shadow come across a window. And so he runs into the tool shed all scared in this great mist. That E.T. mist is yeah. all over this. He loads a gun because America. Because America and kids know how to do that. Yep. Uh, close up on the light bulb. And Liam, there's a lit, there's a lit shed, buddy. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, and the score is huge, and then it it the score stops, and we actually go to like this low angle shot away from the light bulb, and Will's gone. Yeah, hope you enjoyed him. <laughs> I mean, he makes like a three minute cameo. Oh, there's a little mini scene there, and then we have a title sequence and the score. What do you think of the score? I can't remember it. Oh, I'm trying to see if I can. Hey, I have I have YouTube Premium. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can bring oh, this up. Dear. YouTube. It's getting worse and worse. Like they're like you get like three before ad. Oh, videos. absolutely, you do. Absolutely, you do. Video um, ads and like they're at least five seconds to five to ten seconds and completely unskippable, and it just winds me up. Okay, so here is the Stranger Things theme song. I don't think it's coming through. The- it's not coming through a thing. I haven't, I haven't set it up. Uh, why don't you go ahead and stall for a minute? <laughs> Usually I'm full of something. Talk about the about. great theme songs. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, it's good. It's just a bit. It, it's it's dooby 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 dooby. It's very repetitive, isn't it? It doesn't actually. I mean, the bit I've heard doesn't really go anywhere. Let's try it again. Here we go. This should, this should hopefully work. It sounds like if you put like a bass drop in it, then it could be like an 80s synth club song. There's a nice heartbeat there. There is, yeah. And very synthy. It puts me on edge and I don't like that. I mean, it sets the tone for the show, but I don't like being on edge. Okay, I'm just going to fade it out now. So, there is that. So yeah, so that's the Stranger Things uh, theme song. So I think it does a good job of sort of doing what it says in the tin, setting yeah, you up yeah. for, for, for what's about to happen. Uh, and then we meet Sheriff Hopper, played by David Harbour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, Duffer Brothers were really excited to cast him because uh, they were a fan of his and thought this was his chance to actually be a leading man. Okay. He's no always idea. done like character roles. That's why I don't know him for anything else because this is his thing. This oh, is his okay. breakout. Yeah. So um, I think maybe I, I show it to you. I know I showed most of the when we did the Joker or Joker. Mm, <laughs> yeah. There was a great like Sesame Street parody. No, sorry, a Saturday Night Live parody of it about Oscar from like Oscar the Grouch. I can't. I don't oh, know. If you're out there and you haven't seen the David Harbor parody of Joker where he's Oscar and he's like I'm grouchy. Give give that a watch. I'm, it's I mean, fantastic. I, I, have seen it, but I can't really remember it. Um. So we meet you and he's a loser. 
He's an absolute loser. He wakes yeah. up, there's beer and cigarettes everywhere. He's smoking a cigarette. That's always, you know, when someone's a loser in a movie, when he's smoking a cigarette, he's like shaving in the morning. And he brushed his teeth and like yeah. had a shower and looked respectable for half a second. Then he shoved a cigarette back in his mouth and like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. With, with that person. But nice. he's got this great place that like overlooks the lake. I'm like, giddy up on that. I wouldn't call it a great place. I mean, do you see the inside? Okay, he's got a great location. He's got a great location. <laughs> um, and so he's all, he goes into work and he's just going for the donuts the first thing. Yeah. And they tell you that some, some, someone's worried because uh, the some teenage boys are knocking over his gnomes or something like that again. And he goes, I'll get right on that. Yep. And then you find out that Will Byers is missing. He's like, oh, no. Not, not now. Well, Joyce is really upset. Yeah, I'm sure she is. And then he, what have I told you? Mondays are for coffee. And not even contempla- Mondays, mornings. Mornings, that's it. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. And he walks in completely oblivious to the fact that Joyce Byers is waiting for him <laughs> in the office. So, um, you know, and kind of explain that, you know, um, Oh, sorry. He, she hasn't got there yet. I've jumped way ahead because we meet Joyce Byers because she doesn't even know Will's missing. So she finds out Will's missing. Oh, yeah. We have jumped because Because they're, they're making breakfast or whatever and yeah, says, yeah. get your brother up. And so then she phones um, she phones Mike's parents, yeah. Mike's family. And you get the idea that these two families are very different. Yeah. yeah. Joyce Byers is poor. Yeah. And <laughs> um, single. Yeah. Mike is, not. Mike's family is not. Mike's family has a nice house. Their kids have rich clothes yada 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 and then we go to hawkins high school and we've got bullies who refer to lucas as midnight Mm -hmm. because he's black yep they refer to mike as frog face which actually is quite accurate and they refer to uh dustin as toothless yep um nancy though when she goes into her high school gets the love score it's all like this like sweet kind of like <laughs> score she walks through. And then we meet the friend and I do I want I knew I used to know the friend's name here. I need to see if I can find this thing. Stranger Things season one cast. Does she become a bigger deal? Because I've seen her face around a lot. She becomes a meme, I believe. Ah, uh, that's probably why I've seen her then. Yeah. So if I find that and go <laughs> I'm trying so hard, in case I ever do watch the full thing, not to do a, <laughs> not to do spoilers by looking at who's in how many episodes in that thing. Uh, so, who is Nancy's friend in Stranger Things? Uh, one. Season one. Season one. Uh, Barbara Holland. Right. And so, Barbara's great because Barbara's that friend who lives vicariously through her friend. Yeah. She's like, whatever Nancy gets, it's almost like she gets to live a little bit of that life because she clearly loves Steve, or at least the idea of being with a Steve and making out and having that. Because she's, you know, big glasses, ginger hair maybe, or auburn hair? I'm not sure, but like, yeah, a gingery kind of color. And like a a, a shirt tucked all the way up up to to her neckline. A a very, like, not matronly, conservative? 60s kind of outfit, yeah. Yeah. And she's saying we're not in love. We're, we're we're not we're not anything. He doesn't like me like that. We just made out once or twice. And which point Barbara goes, "We just made out <laughs> once or twice." And a note comes out of the locker. It says, "Meet me in the bathroom, Steve." Uh, my high school had at least five bathrooms. Yep. Yeah. So like, there's not the bathroom. No, definitely not. And they haven't. They've established this is brand new, so they wouldn't have chosen their bathroom yet. But also, like the male bathroom, the female bathroom. Where are we meeting? I think she would have to go into the into the male bathroom. I, would I assume, think so. Yeah, I would assume. Um, Steve then invites himself over to finger quote study. 
mm-hmm. as she eventually relents. And this is, I mean, I don't, what was your take on this? I found it to be on the verge, but on still the verge, but still charming. on the good, he's on the good side. He's of- not pressuring her until she gives in. No, it's not that she, she's playing a not hard to get. She's putting up the weakest amount of defense that she yeah, can. Yeah, yeah kind of is able to be talked into it. I don't mean that in like a negative sense. No, no, no. Yeah. We go to the police station. This is when mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Yeah. And it's a great scene. I think Winona Ryder and um, David Arbor are, are fantastic with each other. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I thought it was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Um, they make, f- <laughs> the kids make fun of his hair, they make fun of his clothes. He goes, why? What's wrong with his clothes? I, I don't know. Is that, is that the issue? <laughs> he's like, well. <laughs> Could be. It's just, this is Hawkins. 99 times out of 100, a kid goes missing. He's with a family member. And she's like, what about the other one time? Which I totally would. I'm like Mr. Catastrophe. Yeah, Absolutely, I am. Um, and he's way too chill for talking to someone whose kid's missing. Yeah. Like he, that's the conversation you have with, with, with the rest of the cops when she leaves. Yeah. And goes, we know the kid will be around her somewhere. But it's not, it's not really, it comes <laughs> off as dismissive. Yeah, it does. Uh, then we meet Dr. Brenner. He's the guy with the silver hair in the suit who works with the government agency. Okay, yeah. He was just a good job of being, oh, he's the important guy. Yeah. Okay. That guy. Cool. We find out very little about him in this episode, yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, they get they all go to the the uh, Department of Energy and they get on hazmat suits and they grab like Uzis. Uzi. An Uzi, a semi-automatic weapon. I know. Mich- machine gun. Okay. Machine gun Why is it called hands. an Uzi? U Z I. Oh, it's 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 like a it's like a it's like a, a make. You're yeah, talking to someone who's lived in England all yeah, their okay, life. Yeah, okay, okay, Uzi. We don't like, have no, we don't have guns. Uzis in Canada. It's not supposed to, anyway. No, it's just, I've just seen it through movies and things like that. Mm. In a movie, I saw an Uzi. I did not see there an Uzi go. in a movie. Um, and they determine that uh, we hear it can't have gotten far. And what are they talking about? Because we assume they're talking about the monster, but we cut not to the monster. We cut to some girl. No, they say she, they, she, he asks directly about what about the girl. Oh, did you say the girl? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's so how I can't have gotten far. And then we cut to a girl, which looks, yeah. could could have been a boy. That's how I, that's how I do to refer to it as a girl when we yeah. were watching it. Oh, right? they, okay. They, you just said, what about the girl? Um, and it could have been a boy. And this is, uh, we later find out the name is Eleven. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's how they're identifying themselves as yeah. Eleven. Played by British actress Millie Bobby Brown. That's Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, she's outside of a restaurant, a diner type, and she's in this dirty nightshirt and goes into the kitchen, at which point you called her. Do you remember? <laughs> walking health violation. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure she's a walking health violation. <laughs> and um, she starts eating some fries, some curly fries, I think, that have been left in, or just some thin fries anyway. Yeah. That have been... Um, some chippies? Some, some well, chips are kind of thick, aren't they? Yeah, still chips. Oh, are they still chips? Still chips. Right. Uh, but anyway grabs um so then the the the, the chef the, the chef the diner cook the fry cook i, don't I think he's the owner him. isn't he yeah i think so yeah he comes over and says you can steal from me boy and we kind of go oh i don't think it's a boy and um we cut to this nerdy science teacher who no one's listening to except yeah. for our three heroes to whom he may as well be a god yep because he is kind of like their idealized adult self yeah, yeah. um and they've got a cb radio I have never used a CB radio in my life. No. My mom had one and was kind of excited about the idea that we could uh, end up with a CB radio and start talking to people across North America on like a car trip. I don't think we ever figured out how to use it. No, I, I've never, I've never used one. I didn't, I didn't, I was one bit of tech. I, I'm usually quite good because, um, I mean, 
England was a bit further behind with a lot of things, and yeah. my family were further behind with technology. But I didn't even recognize. Have you ever that seen one. a movie with like 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 lorry drivers or big truckers where they, like, you know, sheepdog yeah, yeah, number? Yeah, yeah. That's what they've got. Oh, uh, okay. It's but it goes table, much. Though, like, but it goes what? much. This is those are like more like a short form. These are like long form. I mean, we just use radios when we're doing that in the car. But yeah. Right, and right yeah. Like walkie-talkies, yeah. Yeah, but the, the idea with that you got this, this thing with like the a... pushy button. A pushy button, you've yeah. got like a little handset attached to it. Yeah. That's a CB. Okay. And so theirs can go all the way, it turns out, to Australia, which leads to some... I don't know if they're great accents or poor accents, but accents, <laughs> nonetheless. Good. I think they were I, I was good. pretty... And they're all saying like the positions in the AV club. And there's like <laughs> three of you guys, I mean, come on. Yeah. And of course, Mike's got to be the president, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I'll tell you what, Hopper shows up and they get taken to the principal's office, the three boys. It's a really awkward scene by the policeman or whoever it is that asks, or the head, the, it might be the principal, I'm not I, sure. I was the principal. But he kind of, he asks for each of them by, by name. name. rather than, can I have these three boys? Yeah. <laughs> I made it try to establish to the audience who each kid is. I think so, but it was, it, it that felt awkward. Like, I was like, oh. Hopper wants to speak to the boys. That's yeah. all you have to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, that then might have been... a policeman call them by name in the yeah. next scene because he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know. And that might have been awkward, but Hopper and the boys, I thought this was a great scene. Yeah, that was funny. Because they're all dropping all these, like, nerdy, ki- you know, um, sort of well ner- nerd references that we yeah. much better played today because they're intertextual references. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, you may as well be speaking Latin to Hopper. He only cares yeah. about drinking beer. Smoking. <laughs> smoking and contemplating. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's about. And coffee. And he keeps going, like, one at a time, I don't understand any of this stuff. And Mike wants to help look, and they're told no. Yeah. And then Joyce finds Will. <laughs> yeah. Because that was, I'm trying to remember, I don't think there's anything else that happens. And then she just goes right into the tent and he's there. Yeah, but it's it's very very bright. Is it is it clear? Did you get that it was a flashback? Oh yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, it's the everything else that we've seen, even even in the stuff in the day, has had like a bluish gray tint over it, whereas that didn't. And yeah, I was like, oh, it, okay. it wasn't. Yeah, and they did a uh, apparently what they did was they sort of like scanned like eighties film stock. So the research says in order to get a feel for it, I just got that. No, nah, it looked pretty crisp throughout. I just got that it was blue when they were yeah. sad, and the flashback here was just bathed in oranges. Hey, well, it wasn't even particularly orange or yellow. It just wasn't blue. Wasn't blue? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it says Castle Byers, and I'm like, that. It's, it's like little like like tarp tent thing. Like yeah. that bed is so getting soaked the first time it rains. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a flashback about Poltergeist, which is quite funny because Poltergeist, I think, is the one where, I think it's the one where like a monster comes out of a TV. I don't know. Uh, they're here. I think that's Poltergeist. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm not a horror fan. No, 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 no. So we go back to the restaurant. The cook's trying to find out info, and he introduces himself. He's Benny, and he wants to know the name of the girl. And he at this point he's figured out it's a girl. Yeah. And he sees the number eleven on her arm, and uh, he's going to take away the fries. Then she goes, "No, no, eleven or the burger." The burger. There's eleven, and points to herself. Felt very et. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't see what said uh, in, He's in the just microphone. Pointing to himself. But I'm po- I'm poking myself in the chest, going eleven. <laughs> eleven. Uh, Benny phones social services, and we see eleven stop a rattling fan with her mind. Yeah. Ooh. Um. <laughs> um. Hopper finds um Will's bike in the woods. Yep. We get Joyce trying to phone Lonnie, and I guess the girlfriend answers. Yep. And hangs up on her, and she leaves a message saying, "Some teenager just answered the phone." Um, Hopper comes over with the bike and yep. starts checking the house out and there's like some damage and he's like was this always here and Joyce is like I got two boys and he's like but he's like really investigating for yeah. once but also 
that is obviously a new mark because the wood is still fluffy where it's been hit oh, okay. the thing. It hasn't like it's not it hasn't like um, worn down. No, it's over time. obviously new, yeah. Um so I don't know if you noticed the shed when he goes in, the mm-hmm. tool shed, had an upside down horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Oh, that's that thing about this program. It's got the Something upside down. The upside down. I have it? no idea what that means. No, I, it's like, I'm I assuming think, some alternate universe of some sort. Yeah, and I think that's where they, the people I disappear to. I guess to, where Will is, yeah. And the, ex, they're experimenting on kids or something to oh, get. Oh, you, um, you might know more than I do. Well, I think there's, there's uh, I think 11 is, she's 11 because there's been 10 before 10 her. 10 before her, uh, okay. yeah. Uh, the tool shed has. Oh, sorry. You mean they are experimenting? You mean the, the government, government? Yeah. In order to sort of figure out yeah, what's going. Yeah, okay. I think so. The tool shed has electricity until it doesn't. The chief wants a search party, and the theme plays as he's talking about this again. Yeah. Just in case you want, hey, here's a cool piece of music. <laughs> we go to Mike's house, and family dinner breaks down. Uh, I felt for the dad. <laughs> Ted, he's just sort of having his. Uh, oh, he's a dad that's clearly not actually invested in his. Oh, he's kids, not invested in kids' lives. It's very nice. It's very nineteen eighties, isn't it? Or his just, wife. He just brings the money in. He brings the down, money in. Goes out. Get dinner on the table and then goes to bed. Yeah, yeah. and just wants to wants yeah. to live his life. Um, but uh, Nancy wants to go out with studying with a friend, and she's outed instantly that that by uh, yeah. by um. Well, she's told no first. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, then she gets upset. They're like, "What's the big deal?" And he goes, "She only wants to hang out with Steve. Yeah. He's like, it's only your boyfriend." <laughs> and then so she storms off, and then Mike gets told he can't help look for Will, so he storms off. <laughs> to which point the mom um, looks at um, the dad, who I think his name is Ted, and like. And she goes, thanks for all your help there. And he goes, what? And, she, and the wife storms off. And when everybody storms off, there's always someone coming up, calling after them to come back, and no one does. But he's like, what did I do wrong? She's like, like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was great. Um, meanwhile, then, we have uh, the search party, and Hopper uh, is introduced to the science teacher mm-hmm. who asks a couple of the questions and says, oh, my, my teacher daughter. And he goes, no, she lives in the city, and then ends the conversation. And then random woman comes random up and like, come, no, she's dead. Exposition woman comes up and says, <laughs> kid died a couple of years back. Because that's the only time we spend any time with a science teacher by himself. But we did get that moment. Yep. Um, meanwhile, the boys are talking on radios and go, Will could have put himself, could have cast protection, but he cast fireball. And in, you know, barely pubescent nerd culture, this means. Let's go find him. Yeah, because that's the same. <laughs> I mean, what maybe, you do in maybe, a D&D game is the same as real life. Maybe the D&D game is, happens for real in the Upside Down. Who maybe it knows? does. Um, I mean, so thousands go, of people know because they, go they out on, watch this. But. They go out on bikes, which is very Goonies, very Stand By Me, is very E.T. And uh, a great, maybe my favorite shot in the whole in the whole pilot, Will sneaking out on his bike and he looks over yeah. and Steve's Steve climbing up, up yeah. to get to the he's window. Like not smooth at all and he's actually struggling to climb up onto and the Will just, roof. And Will kind of does like the whole, because he's the nerdy one too, yeah. but Will shakes his head. <laughs> so for once he gets to live in like judgment of yeah, the cool yeah. kid. Because Steve is, Steve is, Steve is the cool guy. Yeah. Um, Benny welcomes social services and says, oh, your voice sounded different on the phone and gets shot in the head. Yep. Uh, Dr. Bremer shows well, up. I don't think it was a bullet, though. I think it was like a dart thing. Well, I don't know. I think it was a bullet. I think it was like a gun gun. Oh, I thought Benny's it was like dead. A, oh, I thought it was like a, like a dart thing, like a oh, no, memory, th- memory wiping dart thing. Why would you shoot it? Like, that's, like, that's like a bone right in your forehead. I didn't, did it go in his forehead? Oh, yeah. It goes right, right between the eyes, I think, yeah. 
Oh, I, I didn't. Oh, I think Benny's dead. I didn't see that. I didn't see the. We'll shot. do some research. I think Benny's dead. Um, to be fair, I'll Google it because I don't. I don't particularly. I'm. I'm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not bothered if I get spoiled. Just does Benny die? <laughs> Pilot, stranger things. Doctor Bremer shows up in the in the diner, but Eleven escapes, and the boys go into the woods, and it starts to rain. And I thought the episode was about to end because I know how it ends, but no, there's a whole lot more episode to go. Um, we got studying going on in the Wheeler house, and uh, they got uh, flashcards to study. And she's Nancy's getting them all right, and then so Steve's trying to figure out how he can uh, lead this down a romantic path, and says, "How about for every." question you get right yeah i'll take off an article of clothing if you get one wrong you take off an article of clothing and she's like no and then he asks her a question and she gets it wrong yeah she says melting point instead of boiling point which i wondered if there's a little double entendre there i don't know but we get a little toto's i miss the rains down in africa (laughs) oh no he's dead there we go and she says, like, and he wants to get, he wants her to take her shirt off. He's like, my parents are here. And he does this, this great line where he looks off to the corner of the room and goes, <laughs> yeah. funny, I didn't see him. Which, you know, this one's a little more pushing of the envelope. Yeah. Like, she clearly doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, and she goes, is this the reason why I came here? And she goes, I'm not a notch on your belt. And he says, you mean you're not a slut? She goes, that's not what I said. It's kind of because she names other girls. It's kind yeah. of what she's saying. Although we don't know how long they were with him for. She could have said, well, she, but she could have said, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not a girl who does this, but she names specific girls. And the associate, even though we never know who they are, the association is, she is calling them sluts. Yeah. Yes. Um. So she goes, so he gets this little teddy bear out and he's like, oh, bad Steve. <laughs> And she goes, you're an idiot, Steve Harrington. He says, you're beautiful, Nancy Wheeler. And then to his credit, he picks the cards back up and he goes back to, I was going to say drilling her. Gives <laughs> the next message. He goes back to asking her questions on the cards. Yeah. Um, we go back to Joyce and Jonathan who are trying to pick out the perfect picture for like the, have you seen my brother poster? Yeah. And uh, it's a strange scene. Jonathan's punishing himself, and she goes, that's not your fault. I'm like, ah, I, I really kind of think it kind of is. Well, I feel like whatever it was that was out and about would probably just have taken both of them Maybe. if he was there, though. So, Maybe. Because it was already taken. I don't know. He's lab not, man. Is he a child? Oh, lab bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, It seems like every bit of proof we have, though, is they get people when they're alone. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Joyce feels that Will's close. The phone rings, and it's, I, I don't know if it's a thing over here. Back home, it would ring different if it was a long-distance call. Oh. Now, long-distance, you'd, you'd have to pay a premium for, though. Yeah. So I think the ring was different to give you the choice to not answer. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, the minute you pick up, it's, it's, it's billing people on both yeah. ends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, long-distance is the greatest scam yeah. that phone companies ever came up with. Because yeah, fo- yeah. folks in the U.S. and Canada, England doesn't have long-distance. No. You can phone Scotland. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, to be fair, that's not very far away compared, but... You have no idea how quickly the long distance hit. Oh, did it? So I lived in a, a village, and if I f- went one way up the highway, yeah, I could phone all the way to... Uh, I could phone about 45 minutes by car away right. within the local phone number. But if I phoned 15, 20 minutes south instead, yeah. long distance. 
Really? So local calls are free, as in like you pay your line rental. Yeah, yeah. But if I phone that direction, or if I phone twenty minutes west, that was long distance. That's mad. whereas east wouldn't. It was it was nuts. Like there was basically it was just like just really just like strange geographic locations. They went, yeah. "This is it. These are your rules." And we all kind of went, "Okay." I mean, I remember when we were growing up. When we had use like we didn't have didn't use mobile phones much at all. We used the landline. But if you were going to call someone, you had to call someone in the evening or at the weekend because that's when it was free. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It charged more in the daytime. Yeah. In the week, but so. it was it was still one rate for no matter like where you phoned in the region. Yeah. No. Yeah. In here, I think if we'd have called, like, say, my like my uncle in Germany, would have paid more. That's international. That's international. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. So uh, and especially now we have like everything's through through satellites and the internet and like it makes no it difference. <laughs> There's no reason why a phone call to Singapore should be any more than a phone call to. No, no one's using phone lines. If it's got a if the if the call has got to go up to the satellite and yeah. come back down again, it yeah. does not matter where it goes back down yeah. to. It's no. already gone up to the satellite. Greatest scam going. If you're still paying long distance in North America, you're crazy. Yep. Um, where are we at here? So we go back to oh, so is it? And Mum thinks it's Will. She heard breathing, and she's convinced yeah. it's his breathing. And she's like, completely, bring about my son. Bring, yeah. Which I imagine she hasn't slept. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. imagine it's been a rough day. Uh, we go to the boys back in the woods. Dustin just wants to go home. Yeah. Just want to go home. Um, and then they hear a noise. And I think we all think it's the monster. They do a pretty good job of making me think the monsters come back. Yeah. And instead, the torches shine, and we get from their perspective, and it's 11. Yep. And the, the the theme plays, and we end our first episode. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. My plots, I guess my first plot, disappearance of Will Byers. Yeah. What's happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Plot number two. What's going on in that lab? Oh, I suppose so. Plot number three, Nancy Steve. Are we missing 11, though? I guess 11 comes Oh, in 11. What's, what's going on in the lab is 11, I guess, isn't it? No, I think they're separate. Because we don't know yeah, yet. The, so the 11, thing in the lab, 11 yeah. on what's going on, but also the gooey thing that took... Yeah. That took... Um, or, or, or who are... Yeah, I guess it's... So it's three or four different plots. So I'll give them yeah. that. Um, Although, is that is that necessarily a good thing? Like... Oh, they're trying to give you as many reasons to grasp onto things. Yeah, yeah um did you have a favorite character in this yeah the one that's dead benny oh benny's great isn't he great this big tough guy who's actually got like a heart of gold yeah yeah benny's great i think that's i think that's important because i think it's supposed to shock you in episode one yeah right off the hop they're killing someone i don't like anyone else and this little old lady really no i like hopper yeah he's probably like the one i'm close to liking again oh did you sorry go ahead I'm still like turned off to him because he's a slob. Did you recognize the mum, Joyce Byers? No, but I know she's the lady who was in Scream, right? No. No? No. Who's the lady in Scream at the beginning then? I thought we were talking about her the other week. We were, but that's the popcorn. That's different. Now I'll, I'll explain that. Uh, okay. she, was, she was an ET. Oh, was she? She was a little girl. I thought that was the girl from Scream. That is the girl. Yes, that's the girl from Scream. What are, you, what are we talking about? The mum. No. Who's the mum then? You said, do you recognize the mum? Yes. I, said, I thought she was the little girl in Scream. No, she wasn't the little girl. She wasn't the girl. The girl in Scream is the girl from E.T. is what I'm saying. Right, okay. Who is the mum? The mum is the uh, teenager from Beetlejuice who almost marries Beetlejuice in the movie. Ah, Lydia Dietz. <laughs> yeah, Lydia Dietz. Very good. Do you ever see Friends? 
Yeah. She's the one who Rachel has her lesbian kiss with in college and denies uh, okay, it forever yeah. and ever and ever. She was really huge in the 80s. And so yeah. even casting her in this is like another form of 80s nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I like Joyce. I think Joyce is very good throughout. She's very good. Yeah. She's, she's, not, she's not massively likable, though. No, no. We are kind of catching her at her lowest moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Hopper. I think he's a, I think he's damaged. I think this is going to be his, I imagine this is his redemption I story. I imagine so, yeah. I imagine so. Which is why you make him so effect, so effectiveless. Is that what I want to say? So ineffective. That's what I want to say. So ineffective. <laughs> um, and English teacher, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, you know. uh, but that's why you make him so ineffective, I think, at yeah, the start yeah. of the series, is so you can see him grow. And, and find himself. I mean, we, we get a nugget with him. I'm not going to say that's a plot. Him and his daughter is not a plot point. No, it's not. It's not. It was something that was mentioned that it's we can develop. Of information that we can develop further. Posited, yeah. yeah. Um, was there a favorite moment for you in this? Um, I quite liked, I liked the sit down between Benny and Eleven when he's trying to get her to yeah, talk. It's good. I like that. She did a very, very good job there because that even that very... Because like, she's, she's com- almost completely non-verbal other than yep. like no and Eleven... Um, and that's but she did a really good job um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the scene between Hopper and Joyce mm-hmm. that's really good Yeah. also I'm going to honorable mention to the Dungeons and Dragons game it makes me think the boys are sweet at the yeah. very very start I really kind of root for these boys um, I found them to be a bit alright okay um do you have a complaint? <laughs> a complaint. A complaint. Um, I think they tried to do too much in one episode because before you even get to know these people, they're already at their lowest and already having things happen. And I know they obviously want to start off with a bit of a bang and a bit of a woo. Here we go. Yep. But I'm going. I don't. I don't particularly care that he's gone. I find Mike and Will to look too similar. Yeah, they really do. So, I mean, for you and your face blind, yeah. it's like I, I struck the first time I watched it. I struggled. Yeah, I was like, hang on, there were four kids. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hang on, why is why is why is Joyce hanging out with Mike? Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's Will. Wait, what does Mike look like? And yes, yeah, yeah. so I really struggled. They there. do look really similar. They both got like bowl haircuts and. Because I mean, it's part of the okay. How do you feel about the '80s thing? Because I think the '80s thing plays well as an additional thing. I don't think it's 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 killing me the nostalgia. No, it just felt it. it it's just set in the 80s. It's just an effective setting and everything yeah. is inferential rather than, not inferential, is homage-like rather than we're hitting you over the head with it. It's set, Yeah, it's, it's like we're set in the 80s because actually for plot, this makes so, so, so much more sense because if you set it in the modern day, they've all got mobile phones. So Yeah, but also Dungeons and Dragons, okay, it's, it, it's, an, it's an E.T. thing. Yeah. And this, okay, this is a parody or this is an homage to this film, but it's homages. It's never, and nor is it ever the central driving feature. No. It's not the narrative. No. It's that. Um, it's so, just the saying, yeah. So let's take a look for a moment at some of the reviews really quickly. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Season one. 8.5 on IMDb. So uh, just a few ones here. Uh, Maureen Ryan from Variety says, like another retro classic, Freaks and Geeks, which we're totally going to do on this format one day. <laughs> also set in the 80s. Stranger Things takes refuge in the idea that hard-won connections with other human beings can be a bomb in a sea, that's B-A-L-M, a bomb in a sea of confusion. It's not radical or original concept, but it is a comforting one. Uh, Lucy Mangan from the UK's own The Guardian says, from the walkie-talkies to Winona Ryder herself, the new Netflix show was fun, creepy, and couldn't be more of a retro fest if it had neon eyeshadow or a glowing fingertip. 
Glow is another one we need to do at some point. <laughs> and then Brad Newsom from the Sydney Morning Herald says, from time to time in the early episodes, it does feel as though Stranger Things is only a gratuitous reference or two away from tipping over into uninspired pastiche. But it has just enough ballast to keep writing itself. Writing is an R-I-G-H-T. Yeah, putting itself back up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is that. It did win an Emmy Award for Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing for this episode here. That's a very specific award. Uh, we, as opposed to sitcom editing where you have three cameras shooting at all times. Yeah. So there is that. Um, so let's take a look here. The legacy, I mean, it's still ongoing, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely. mean, it's 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 clearly we just had one release. It's the number one show on streaming television. Yeah, yeah, it is the the boys. I love the boys. Uh, I love Ms., Mrs. Maisel. I love. My dad's just discovered the boys. Oh, has Can he? Can you imagine? Yeah, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> very vocal, I'm sure. Yeah, um, but um, I'm really. Yeah, so you have to be blind to not realize this is a huge cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And you can go one of two ways with that, I think, more often than not. You can either steer into it, yeah. or you can go, I don't really necessarily need to be with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take a look at, um, does it fulfill our three criteria? Does it establish the characters? Yeah. Yeah, I think it establishes Mike. I think it establishes... Nancy and Steve, I yeah. think it establishes... Actually, it does a really good job, I think. I think it establishes enough of Hopper. Yep. Enough of Joyce, even if she's just grieving mother at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Yep. Does it establish a mood? I think that's without question. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason... Maybe not for you, necessarily. Let's leave that for a moment. But is there a reason for a viewer to come back? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Where's Will Byers? <laughs> Where's Will? what's the thing why uh, yeah. have they just shot why have social services just shot the dude like what's the deal with 11 yeah yeah so yeah. lots of uh, and it's just, to some people they might want to know more about the, the 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 romance between steve and nancy yeah i can see that being an in for some people yeah so uh the question then becomes for you is there enough for you to come back is it grounded or is it cleared for takeoff See, the problem is when we're doing like our three checks, like it meets all three checks, but the one about establishing a mood, it establishes a mood, it establishes a very strong mood, but it's a mood I don't want to watch. I don't like being jump scared. I don't like being on the edge of my seat. I don't like the thriller kind of chill factor with the kids. I just don't like it. That's not, I don't, like I said, I don't watch much TV anyway, so I'm certainly not going to watch eight 50 minutes episodes just for season one of something that i don't i don't like no i get you i get you like there's, 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 no, there's no question in the show's quality if oh, this no, is no, the no. Ki- if this is the kind of thing you're in for yeah but i'm not and i think i'm with you on that i uh and it makes me turn on it because i go it's obviously very good but my reading of it is also a bit shit in it because that's not <laughs> because it's not my but it's not, but it's not you mean you're like your reaction isn't oh boy i want to hit another yeah, one no it's like Ugh. yeah uh it's not the thing that makes me want to go out i think this is if i don't feel what happens next if i'm not there with all the enigmas they've thrown at me and mm. i i used to te- i don't know if i mentioned this at the start i used to, i i i know this so well this episode because i literally had to teach this yeah, just, just episode yeah. one just episode one. And the fact that I've gone through this episode probably about seven times now. Yeah. And I've never gone. I really want to watch this. Let's one. see what happens in episode two, shall we? And the problem with today's day and age and the problem with them dropping it all in a big lump is yep. that if I really want to know, I can just Google it. 
Oh, uh, I mean, there is that thing where you but, could actually like. I know some big plot points. Yeah, I, I know some people who die. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, I I, I know too much, and because each one of these has become a cultural vet and takes over the internet. Yeah, so I you think you can't think, help but see it. I think Twitter is better now than it was a few years ago at not spoiling yeah. necessarily things. But yeah, it's kind of where we're at. So, um, so if, I, if I really wanted to, I could put in my phone Stranger Things plot summary and read for five minutes and, yeah, fight, be, and catch up. To be so, fair, you could do that with any show that's released. Yeah, no, not on Netflix, though, as well. But like, with like, because even though, even if this just came out now, so part f- four, part one, or whatever it is, it's just come out, I could do that now because someone will have done it. Already. My bigger concern is my computer will know that I've been watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. and so google and all those things will start pushing like on youtube yeah, yeah. premium which of course yeah. i have <laughs> will start pushing like uh fan theory videos about stranger things which will spoil things yeah, yeah so yeah, i'm yeah. really kind of uh well the only reason i know about like the 11 thing is because it just comes up on my facebook oh does it yeah like yeah. people will like yeah because of it's because it is my age group especially that are like hardcore into this i thought your age group didn't use facebook Oh yeah, they do. Oh, they? Okay. They pretend like they, they do, just talk a big game, but they're still using oh, Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. Like, yeah, especially like the nerdy ones that would be posting this sort of oh, okay. stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. They do. Like, so it just all comes up, and I'm like, it's all suggested to me, and I'm like, I just, yeah. That's why I won with the very, at the very opening bit with the man in the lift. I was going, I was talking to Pippin. I was going, do you think it's a Debbie Gorgon? Pippin, is it a <laughs> Demi Gorgon? You did say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because that's I never it's heard of ma- Demi Gorgon It's made before. its way into the common vernacular. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and, if what. To a certain extent, I think you were saying it earlier, like you either jump on board or you do a little bit what I do and you go, you kind of resent it for it because it's not my sort of thing. And then because it is still being pushed so heavily that I'm going, well, I really don't want to watch it because I didn't want to anyway, but it's still being shoved in my face. Yeah, like I didn't get into Squid Game. No. No, I didn't do that. Like generally if something becomes like that level big, I don't tend to get into it. I think with Squid Game, I watched like a once it was all finished i watched like a review of the entire series I, so i knew i knew what happened in it i don't watch rick and morty i saw the pilot and I went i don't rick get it yeah i don't, I don't get, get it um uh sometimes you know sometimes things can be good enough that you go i'll give it a shot and you go oh, i see people like this i just unlike rick and morty i see the quality in this it's it's, it's beautifully it's done. excellent for what yeah. it is it's like if i go to a restaurant and i go this is clearly a very good seafood restaurant for example yeah I just never, I don't find myself in the mood for seafood that often. No, these these mushrooms are beautifully sautéed, yeah. but I don't like mushrooms. I like mushrooms. That's it. Yeah. And so if you're like, I really like this, I could, I totally get why. Yeah. I totally yeah. get why. If you're the kind of person who likes mushrooms, of course you like this show. Yeah. But I just don't. I don't like mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like spicy food. So I mean, you do though, so. Well, whatever that thing is, you get what I'm saying though. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'll, even genres of music i don't like hip-hop yeah. but if you did like hip-hop i understand why this is brilliant yeah and it's the same thing with i'm just like i just it's just not for me no and that's okay no that's okay ah so that's where we've sat so i guess we're saying we're gonna clear for takeoff but just i don't want to be on the flight again yeah basically but we get why we wouldn't ground it because we see what it does for other people yeah okay so if you have an idea about something that we should give a a, a, a go to a watch could be something successful or unsuccessful i'm hoping to do some really truly terrible ones that'd be good but i do have one but i was waiting for liam <laughs> ferris bueller's day off a tv show why did the, they do that oh the pilot it's on youtube so like it's it's perfect <laughs> but i think liam's great for that because i think he'll he, i think he'll completely turn on it 
Yeah. So, so I've got some, we got some ideas, but if you got some ideas out there, um, let us know. The, probably the thing we get more requests for anything for people go, you should do this show next. So yeah. hey, let us know. Uh, we're definitely. we're definitely open for it. But uh, although like this one, you might find that one or both of us or whoever's doing it, even if it is a cultural phenomenon, we're going, man, no, thank you. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Be prepared to listen to us going. It's good, but we don't like it. Nah. So catch us uh, if. Thanks for listening. Uh, catch us. We, this past week, we went ahead and we dropped E.T. on its 40th anniversary. Yes. Uh, we went ahead and we <laughs> dropped... drop E.T., though. <laughs> no. We've dropped episode on part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Listen to me rant. Coming up this weekend, we've got, on the main feed, we, we're going to release on Tuesday, Bonnie and Clyde. That's a Liam pick. Yep. You can tell it's a Liam pick because okay. it's before 1970. Yep. Um, and for our Patreon backers, you get early, early, early access Woo. to our Live and Uncensored on Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. That'll be dropping for the main feed in July yep. as part of our Thunderstruck week. Thunderstruck. I don't know if I love that or hate it. Yeah, all, I can't decide. All Thor. <laughs> it's supposed to all four in this country. All Thor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as part of that, we're going to go sort of, we're going to start with that and finish with, uh, hopefully, Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, see, you're skipping on that. So uh, lots of stuff to do at the BFE. If you like what we do here and you want to help support and keep us, keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, keep the keep being the people who live in the microphone and hearing <laughs> our voices coming into your head two to three times a week, uh, go ahead and stop by patreon.com slash BFE for Woo. ways that you can help support and keep us on the air. From uh, as little as three pounds a month. Actually, to be fair, from as little as anything you want, but you start getting stuff at three pounds a month. Is that real? Yeah. I know that. Yeah, you can get oh, whatever you want. So there we go. Whatever it is, one would choose there, but there are some options for some uh, some stuff, stuff that you get back in return. So uh, thanks very much. Please join us next time, um, whenever that might be. We don't schedule these ones. We don't schedule these <laughs> ones, so we'll let you know what comes up next. Also, I'll say this right now, looking for people for Quiz Night. Looking for people for Quiz Night uh, coming up very soon. We've got to have a face-off between Danny from It's a Musical and um, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. Yes. The, our interim champion and our main champion. We need a ladder match to determine who is the true <laughs> champion of BFE trivia. What if someone else wins? Just both get knocked That's off. That's fine. They will yeah. get knocked off a ladder. And also, uh, we're going to open the mailbag before too shortly again. Oh, yeah. I like Ma- mailbags. Mailbags are good. Mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. So please join us next time, whatever that might be, here on the BFE. For said BFE, I've been here. And I've been Georgia. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop.